You're listening to the Conscious Coach Podcast with Amber Smith, Episode 7, Money. Hey, I'm Amber Smith. I'm a wife, a mom, an entrepreneur, and a coach. I spent the first two years of my coaching business using typical marketing strategies. I worked hard. I consistently produced content. I hustled. I took a lot of action. But my business didn't explode until I started applying the energetics of business. Understanding, energy, spirituality, mindset, and wealth consciousness changed everything for me and my business. I stopped growing incrementally and started growing exponentially. This podcast is for coaches who want to develop their intuition, be co-creators in their life, expand their vision, create and feel abundance, and grow a deeper understanding of themselves so they can go deeper with their clients. I named this podcast the Conscious Coach Podcast because here we will elevate your conscious awareness, get you plugged into the energetics of coaching and business, and expand what you currently think is possible. Let's jump in. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because it's one of my favorite topics ever, money. And I have been on quite the journey with my money story, my money mindset, the beliefs I have about money and how it's impacted my life and my business. And I'll probably share more details like throughout the podcast. But today I just kind of want to um, address typical thoughts about money, where you might get stuck and just something to chew on, I guess. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that talk about money beliefs, but I just love, I love talking about it. I love reading about it. I love coaching on it. So I'm excited to jump in. And I think that this is really important because many coaches make the mistake of jumping into business without really taking a look at what they believe about money. And they think it's because they want to get, you know, they want to get serving. They want to start signing clients. They just want to like give. A lot of coaches have like a really big heart and they just want to serve, right? And that's okay, except that everyone has default money beliefs, usually from your childhood, and you get to keep those beliefs unless you look at them and change them consciously. And so maybe you got certified, maybe you didn't, you just want to help people, um, and you start selling your coaching. And But maybe it feels a little intimidating. You feel weird asking for money. Does any of this sound familiar? Like this is a lot of people's stories. Um, you feel weird saying your price out loud, maybe you don't know what to charge, you're afraid people will think you're expensive, yada, 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 all the, all that stuff, right? When you start your coaching business and maybe that's familiar to you, maybe you're in it now. And maybe you start to think it's because you're not good enough or that you're a newbie or that selling is just annoying, right? A lot of my clients, when when they start their um, their business, they have to get over the idea that selling is annoying, and that is rooted a lot of times in beliefs about money and a beliefs about yourself and your ability to make money and your deservedness of money. So you have to take a look at the default beliefs you have, the ones you probably got from your childhood or from your parents, or you're going to have a hard time earning money as an entrepreneur because money is created differently than you think and what you've been told growing up, especially if you went to college or you know just had a corporate D type job. Um, the way people talk about money is different in that world than in entrepreneurship. So let's just dive into like, what is money? 
Um, you know we're going to talk about energy today. <laughs> I probably already hinted at that in um, the energy episode. So for sure, money is energy. That's how I like to think about it. I like to think that money, you know, we call money currency because it is moving um, and energy moves. Like think about like an electric current, right? That like flows through um, either machinery or in your home, like energy moves, like the electricity moves, like an electric current, currency, money is currency. And so it moves, at least it should. <laughs> Maybe we will talk about that in a little bit. So where does money come from? Um, if it's if it's energy, like, okay, so what is it if it beyond energy? And where does it come from? And if you're a coach, you've probably done some work around this, that money comes from our thinking. And this trips people up because we want to say it comes from doing a job. Or maybe you even know that money is because of value created in the world. But something that I think is interesting is like, who determines value? And for me, the way that I answer that question is, well, people do. The marketplace, which is full of buyers and consumers, society, the world, people, Americans, (laughs) Um, it boils down to individuals like you and me. We determine value based on what we think. And here's why that matters. So pay attention. If you've drifted off already, come back. (laughs) Um, Value is made up, right? Therefore, money is made up by us too. The only reason it even means anything to our society is because we all agree that it does. These days, like really think about this. It is just a bunch of ones and zeros is code in a computer. Like really think about that. The reason that we have all this drama or, you know, even like positive experiences or negative experiences with money is because of what we believe it means and the value that we think it has, even though it's just made up. And so like, I'll give you an example. Like, let's say you're charging $5,000 for your coaching. And based on your thoughts, you're a, you know, you're borderline. Like maybe you think some days you think it's a good price. Some days you're afraid it's a, a bad price. And then you get on a consult with someone, the client goes, well, it's way too expensive. Um, that's, and you might use that as evidence that it is, but you could also get on a consult and someone be like, oh, that's so cheap. Sure. I'll, I'll do it. Right. So what's true? Well, nothing's true. It's just what we all think about that $5,000. And what I want to remind you is that what really matters is what do you think about it? Is it a no brainer price? Is it easy to say? Right. Um, That matters. Does it make sense for your current business model? Like those are all just thoughts about money. And so I just think it's really important to get to the root of what you were thinking. And so I kind of want to take you back to when I was a new coach Um, I read, you've probably heard of this book, Um, it's by Jen Sincero, and it's You Are a Badass at Making Money. And I was a new book, or a new coach, and that was like one of the first money mindset books I picked up. So good. She taught me that I had to go big in, in order to see what money blocks I really had, right? And so that I could do the work, like the forgiveness work, um, the belief work to move on and reach new income levels. She also showed me that money is created through faith or belief, which are our thoughts, right? <laughs> um, I think Abraham said beliefs are just thoughts you choose to keep thinking. And I, I love that definition of belief. So back to our thoughts being what create money, right? Um, something that I like to think about is that everything is created spiritually before it is created physically, including money. So what you believe about money is what will show up in your life. If you're always looking at your bank account thinking, I have no money, 
that feels true, right? Like we look at our bank account and believe that we don't have money. Um, and I started challenging that belief based on a, a model that Jim Fortin teaches about be, do, have. I, I probably have referenced that before, that you have to be wealthy in your mind, body, and spirit before you have the results physically. You have to be it before you can have it. This is backwards thinking compared to most of the world. I was talking with my client the other day and she was joking that most people are broke. Why would you want to be like most people? And this is a good thing to consider. Um, it, who people are like in their identity isn't necessarily what we want to copy <laughs> um, because they have no money, right? Because they're being broke. So you have to be wealthy before you can have the money or create the money in your business. And that is based on your thinking. Um, I love this idea because I know that for me, when I think about money, it's definitely not how I think about how I used to think about it or what was taught to me when I was a kid. Um, I had a lot of default programming to work through when I started my business, just like most people. Some of the old beliefs that I had and like catch yourself, like if you agree or you find yourself being like, yeah, I believe that or it like brings up something for you um, because you probably have some work to do on it. So some of, anyway, some of the old beliefs that I had was like, there's never enough money. Money creates fights. Money is scary. You have to work hard for money. Rich people are greedy. Rich people are bad. It's hard to be spiritual and wealthy, which for me, I wanted to be a spiritual person. So it seemed like I couldn't have both. You have to give up your values to create wealth, right? That, that kind of goes along with rich people are bad. <laughs> You have to give up your family life to create wealth. Like, oh, you can be wealthy, but you won't have a family life, right? That just seems like that's pictured in the movies. That's what you see like on Wall Street. That's kind of like the idea. Um, another one that was really hard for me to work through is that money is hard to come by. It felt true. Money doesn't grow on trees. Maybe you've heard that one. You can't control money. Rich people are lucky. Those are just some of the, the ones that I had to work through and maybe you have your own and I recommend that you write them down just to look at them and be like, where did that come from? <laughs> um, because they came from somewhere and oftentimes these beliefs are someone else's thoughts spoken out loud. Like maybe, like for me, like money doesn't grow on trees was, I mean, that's like a typical one, but I heard that growing up from my dad. And so it's just interesting to look at, like where did that come from? Because it's just like, if you think of your brain like a blank slate, like why do I have the beliefs I have? It, they came from somewhere, which means you can change them, right? It's not true. All of those thoughts aren't true about money. It's just what I believed. And so I worked really hard and I still do to have really clean thoughts about money, really empowering thoughts about money. And so I just want to share some of my favorite money thoughts that maybe you could borrow if you wanted to. Um, money is fun to have, make, spend, and keep. There is always more money to be made. I tell that to Wesley all the time. Like <laughs> if we um, if we have to purchase something or like I just bought a new iMac and I was like, it's okay. Like there's always more money. I, I truly believe that. And it empowers me to make decisions like fearlessly, even though I'm investing, even though it might seem like a big, quote, a big amount, like that's old, an old way of thinking. My new way of thinking is that there's always more money to be made. It's no big deal. Um, so that's a that's a really empowering one for me. Money can't stay away from me, and I really like this one. I think about it all the time, um, and and it's it's proven true because I I really believe this. Money is created by people who add value, is another thought I have, and that's been very useful for me. There's always enough money. 
Money is a tool for people to use. I can be rich and spiritual. In fact, being wealthy allows me to access more of my spirituality. I'm not going to go too deep into that one, but that has been really empowering for me. I can be a mom and a wealthy woman. I love that one. Um, I am a wealthy woman. I got that one from Denise Duffield Thomas in her book, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. (laughs) I love that book because she's like, we have these weird ideas about wealth, like what it should look like on someone, but like look in the mirror and say, I am a wealthy woman or this is what a wealthy woman looks like because it just changes your perception of like who is allowed to have money because we might have some weird rules and hopefully you can notice that you might have weird rules about who is wealthy. I put that in quotes, but you can't see them. But anyway, um, because you can be wealthy. And as soon as you can start saying that out loud, that you are wealthy, everything starts to change. Okay. Um, Some other thoughts that I love is money is available and coming into my life all the time. It's easy to make money. It's safe to have money. I love making money. I'm a great steward of money. I could go on and on. Um, but hopefully you see like how different those two stories are, like what I used to believe and what I believe now. And I really want you to listen to what I'm about to say. This is really important. Um, I didn't create money and then have my beliefs change. I worked really hard on changing my beliefs and then the money came and it takes faith because I'm like, it's hard to look at your bank account when you have like, I don't even know, like say you had $0 in there and be like, money's easy to make. Or I love money. It's safe to have money. I'm a wealthy person, right? Like it sounds like it feels silly to say those things out loud, but to experience wealth when you have a zero in your bank account is mastery of your mind. And that's what it takes. You have to work backwards. Um, And so I would pick a thought that feels really true. Like if you literally don't have money in your bank account, I would choose something like money's always coming to me Um, I'm a good steward of money. Like what comes up for you when you think that, right? Um, But just choose a thought that feels really true so that you can continue to think it that's empowering. Like instead of, oh, money's so hard to make, you can be like, there's always more money to be made, right? Just flipping it, um, reframing it however you can because it is backwards. Faith always comes first. I read an excellent book by Florence Shin called The Game of Life and How to Play It. And she said one phrase that I really want to share with you, with you because it stuck with me. And she said, God is my supply. And for me, that, like, that means a lot to me um, because sometimes I can't believe in my own ability. I'm getting, I've gotten a lot better, but especially when I was making the transition from I don't know how to make money, money's hard, into like I'm a wealthy woman, um, one of the things that really helped me was like, okay, maybe I can't make money, but God is my supply. God is in control. And if it's like for you, like the universe or whatever you believe in, um, like there's something bigger than you that's at play. So that's something that like, I just want to offer that maybe you, you can't believe that you can make money or that money's easy for you. Maybe you just need to shift your belief into something bigger than you. And that can be really empowering for you. Um, because I just believe deeply that God orchestrates miracles for me and my future clients. Like I've just had too many experiences where things just work out that I had no idea how, but they did because I just had faith that it was coming. Like Wesley always jokes with me because I'm always like, I'm going to sign a client. And he's like, who? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just have that feeling (laughs) because I've worked on my belief so deeply that it's going to happen and it becomes inevitable. Like I can feel the inevitability of it. 
because I've worked on my faith so strongly. And so it's just something for you to play around with. Um, like God is your supply. Maybe that's a stepping stone in the right direction. Because I'll tell you this, if you don't figure out what your current beliefs are and shift them into something more empowering, you're going to keep replaying the same results out or you're going to stay stuck and out of fear. You're going to keep taking action for who you don't want to be, right? Like if you want, don't want the results you have right now, you can't keep taking action from this place. You have to transform your identity first, like being the person, the coach that has the results you want first and then figure out like what would she do? Because it probably is not what you would do right now. For example, when I hired my first coach, it was like a big amount of money. And I remember thinking like old me would not do this, but a hundred K me would do this. No problem. Who do I want to be? And it was like, duh, a hundred K version, right? And I took the leap and it was uncomfortable because I was challenging my old beliefs. Like I had to start believing something new about myself and money. Like I had to believe that I could make that money back. I had to believe that money was something I could make easily, or at least that it was available for me. I had to believe that I created money. And something that I, I really like to think about is that we are creators. Entrepreneurs create things that haven't been created before. And money is created with our thinking too. So as you sharpen your thinking skills and noticing like by default versus um, on purpose thinking, like being really aware of when you're thinking old, like old patterns of thinking, I guess, and just noticing it and saying to yourself, like, I don't want to think this way. This isn't serving me. No matter how uncomfortable it is, I'm going to choose something different. I'm going to choose to believe something different. And it's more about like recommitting to that process over and over again. Like I wish we could just snap our fingers and have these beliefs changed, but it's, it's a, it's a process. It's like almost like a garden. If you think about like weeds, right? You're trying to grow these like beautiful fruits and vegetables and flowers and you go into your garden and you notice a weed and you pull it. It's like, it's like the equivalent of being like, okay, I pulled that one weed. Like I should have a good money mindset now. And it's not like that. Like you have to go out into your business garden like every day and weed and like find the thoughts that aren't helping you, even if they feel true. Like I don't have money. There's never enough money. Those probably feel true when you look at your bank account. But you have to get to the place where you have a relationship with money that feels good. Um, Something that I think is really important is it doesn't matter what you think about money. It matters how you feel about money. So I shared a lot of thoughts about money in this episode, but it's because it makes me feel a certain way. Like I'll share one that like really means something to me. I can be a mom and a wealthy woman. For me, that means like I don't have to sacrifice my time with my kids to be wealthy. And like I feel so free when I think that that like that's a really good energy for me to create and attract money because like money for a lot of people means freedom. So the be- the easiest and quickest way for me to create a lot of money is to feel as free as I can in my life right now. So that's like a really empowering thought for me. Um, like the other one that I, I always, I really like because it makes me like laugh is like money can't stay away from me. Um, because 
like <laughs> it feels backwards so it might be hard for you to believe if you're not creating money but like just try it on try saying that a lot like you have to flip the script over and over again for me this is one of the ones I chose when I first read that book by Jen like you're a badass at making money money can't stay away from me was something that like was a joke at first because like I was making I think I was charging like 600 bucks for coaching back then and I think my highest month was like $1,200 and that felt so big at the time and I just remember like money can't stay away from me haha but like that was the beginning of me really believing it and so and that for me like that created the feeling of like um, magnetism I guess like I create this I or empowering like empowerment um but it might be something different for you like I encourage you to Choose a thought that makes you feel like fun or light, carefree, free, like freedom or um, I don't know, like I would just play around like what makes you feel good about money? Because if you're thinking things that don't make you feel good, it doesn't matter. You have to feel good about money. Some of the exercises that I've done is like I've written a letter to money. <laughs> um, one of the things that I do with my clients is I just quickly do money was blank. Like, how would you fill in that, that blank money was for like, for me, like what I used to say was money was a sore subject, like for my parents, for our family, even though I grew up in a really well-off home, um, it was like a sore subject. Money is hard. Like that's how I would have answered that. Um, money will be around (laughs) I couldn't really answer that now I have very clear stories about what money was is and will be money was a lesson money is fun money will be everywhere that's kind of like how I answer it now just naturally and so that might be something interesting for you to do like money was blank money is blank money will be blank and just like see what money story you have and is is that the story you want as an entrepreneur You have a responsibility to have a really good relationship with money so that when you get on a consult or you're coaching someone, you can teach, you can coach through money because like money is on people's minds no matter who you are, right? If you're wealthy, you're thinking about money. (laughs) If you're poor, you're thinking about money, okay? You're always thinking about money. It's like you have to choose what story you're telling and like think about the trajectory of the story. Like, do you like where that story's headed? If you keep thinking there's never enough money, do you know what's going to happen? You're never going to have enough money. Um, one of the thoughts that I had that kept me stuck for a long time is like, I always have enough and, or I always get by or something like that, that like felt good, but kept me right where I was. I never could break through my income level because I just had enough. And that was an interesting like story to pick out like if you're thinking about like the garden (laughs) and the weeds like I didn't realize that was a weed like a thought that wasn't helping me I thought that was serving me to think that I always had enough but I wanted there's always more than enough that was the the transition that really changed how I showed up it changed like my consults because I wasn't attached to whether they said yes or no because there was always more than enough right? Versus like barely scraping by. I I got through the month. (laughs) Totally different experience. And so I would just be really onto yourself. It might seem like everything's fine, but like you could change everything just by shifting some small thoughts about money. 
And it might be something that you are not even aware of right now. Like that one that I just shared, like there's always enough money felt really normal, like, and even good. I didn't think it was negative, except that I realized it was holding me back because I never had an abundance of money. I just had enough. And it's not to say I wasn't grateful because I was, but, and that's like a tricky subject too, is like being grateful ahead of time, like being grateful for the money that's on its way to me. But that thought about, not having an or not having an abundance just getting by like I got I have enough money to get by felt like um complacency like I didn't feel the push um, I was afraid to step out of my comfort zone I did the same actions over and over again so I proved it true like I always just had enough money like just enough to cover my bills and it wasn't until I really challenged like who I was like I am a wealthy woman I have more than enough money until like that's when I broke my income ceiling and that's when everything started to really shift. And that happened before, I I just want to remind you, like that happened after I changed my beliefs. You have to take the step out, like out off the ledge, kind of. Like I like that um, Indiana Jones movie, like he steps onto, like into the big, abyss (laughs) and he had to have faith right like he couldn't see the pathway but it was there I feel like that's how money beliefs are like you have to have faith that the money is coming before the money actually comes and you do that by like consciously choosing thoughts that you like the story about um and you have to create the story you want to have about money that that is so important like I wish I really understood that in the beginning like I was like oh yeah change your thoughts but it's like no, no no like you really have to change what you believe is happening to you and like what you can create and what's possible with money and what money's coming to you right now before you get to experience it. And that's just what I want to leave you with. This this is so important. Like I wish I understood this. Like I would have made a lot more money a lot quicker if I had flipped this script. So I hope that I can do that for you just by saying first, know what you're thinking. You have to like Kind of like take a peek (laughs) under the hood, see how that's going. Because if you pretend it's not there, you're just going to keep recreating the same results you have right now. And if you're, if you like the results you're creating, cool, like don't do anything. But if you want more money, take a peek under the hood. Like what thoughts do you have about money that need to change? And a good place to start is how do you currently feel about money? And like, where is that feeling coming from? If you feel stressed, if you're upset at money, Um, A good way to hash this out is to like write a letter to money, like as if you were like in a love relationship with it. What would you say? Like, would you be upset? Like, is money there for you or is money not there for you? Like just unfiltered, how do you feel about money? Um, It'd be a good place to start. And from that point, you can choose new thoughts and a new story and you practice it over and over again and you'll keep finding evidence that it's true. And remember that faith is really uncomfortable. (laughs) especially with money because it seems like nothing's working, but it will, you have to stay the course and choose faith. Like, and like I I offered that thought, like God is your supply, faith in God or faith in the laws of the universe that things are going to work out for you based on your certainty in it. This is a really important concept. I hope that you can feel like how how I think about this and why it's important to me to share. Um, We've talked a lot about your intuition and presence and energy and wealth consciousness. And now like talking about money, 
This is really important for you to do your own work. I mentioned some resources in this podcast that I think would be really helpful for you. I just want to offer that like this work doesn't stop. Like I'm still doing it. One of the most powerful things I could do is go in to like the stories I had about money, especially the ones from my childhood that were emotional. Um, Money is emotional for most people. And forgive people from my past, forgive myself for mistakes I made so that I can clear that and move on and make room for like a new story. Because if you don't forgive yourself for your money mistakes or forgive your parents for teaching you certain things or forgive that uncle that took your money and never gave it back or whatever, you're not going to be able to move on because you're going to have this like negative association and negative story about money and that like that will hold you back. You have to have an empowering, exciting, fun, open, loving, um, free relationship with money. Like that's how I feel about it. And I know I'm going to create a lot of money because of that relationship. So just to recap, check out You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Check out Get Rich Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas. Get, um, Oh, the other book I was going to mention is Florence Shin's book, The Game of Life and How to Play It. Um, It's a pretty Christian perspective about money and creating the, I guess manifesting is a good word, like manifesting what you want, like results-wise, money, um, just miracles in your life, things like that. Those three books are so good. And I will say like the best thing you can do is just to become aware of it, shine a light on the thoughts you have about money work on it. Don't be afraid of it. Dive right in (laughs) and then take action from the place of the person you want to be like as if you were already her, the person who already had the money. That's the secret sauce. Okay. And this stuff is like not an overnight thing. I I really want you to play around with a garden idea um, because you can't just like plant seeds overnight and expect to like have a beautiful like fruit salad ready to go (laughs) the next day right like that's what we expect though right like we okay we've done the work like where's the cash you have to keep planting and keep taking care of your business garden and weed out the crud like every day just be really onto yourself there's never (laughs) I don't think there's ever a level where you're done because people will slip So feed your mind good things. Find ways to be empowered by money. Find stories that you love. Hang out with people who talk positively about money. Don't believe the news. Don't believe your neighbor. Don't believe your negative friend about the economy. You create money. You can create money as much as you want, as as long as you have a good relationship with it, as long as you have faith first. That's the secret. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope that this was helpful. Um, I honestly think this is the best work you can do as an entrepreneur is to clean up your money thoughts um, because it helps you stay in service too. When you don't need money, you can just serve people. And that happens before you ever have money. Not needing money can happen before you ever have money. That's so powerful to know. Think about getting on a consult, not needing them to say yes. Like you can just serve them and be in a really clean place and just love them. And you don't need them to say yes to you. It's so fun to be in that in that spot. And like think about the ingenuity and the ideas that will come when you're not needing money. You're just experiencing having it. So powerful. That's what I want for you. I hope this episode helps you 
on your way. We'll have more conversations about money, I'm sure, because I love talking about it. (laughs) But I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thanks for checking out my podcast. I know that um, you have a lot of options. I'm just glad you're here. So I will see you next week. Hey, are we hanging out on Instagram yet? If not, we should be. I try to pop in there every day to add value for you guys. It's a great way to connect and I'd love to see you there. Follow me at It's Amber Smith. Send me a DM and say, hey, um, I'd love to connect with you there. Talk soon.